Welcome to In the Garden with Keith Ramsey. One thing that's very apparent, Keith, is that the coronavirus has had little effect on yours and other garden centers, thank goodness. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, we were deemed essential as a landscape business and as an agriculture business. And um, it's it's been a good outlet for people. Um, people are at home. They need something to do. Uh, people are out working in their yards. So, And, you know, it's a safe environment. You know, it's as safe as environment as you can be in. You're outside. There's plenty of space. Typically, we've got about 60, 60 parking spaces and four acres. So you figure it's 120 people in four acres at the very, very most. So mm-hmm. it's a good environment, and it's a happy environment when there's all this stuff going on in the world. So people are coming out and buying flowers and buying plants and working on home projects. Veggie gardens have been a huge, huge spike. Yeah, people mm-hmm. are planting their own food. I think the idea of people touching their food, being the only one that ever touches their food, is really become important to people. You can plant a lettuce garden, and you can go back, and you cut the lettuce, and you eat the lettuce. So Very it's, nice. it's as clean as it could possibly be and, and untouched, and it hasn't been out floating around in the environment. Well, we'll devote a whole podcast in a few weeks on veggie gardens in our next podcast. One thing I have noticed, a lot of tree removal going on now, and uh, now may be the time to decide what to do with that open space. Uh, In some cases, uh, what might be ideal are Japanese maples, which uh, you plant quite a lot of at the garden center. Uh, Do they grow well in this environment? They do. The Japanese maples are probably one of the hardiest, longest-lived trees you can plant. They handle drought extremely well. The only real way to lose a Japanese maple typically is from being planted too deep or, or, or overwatered. And it's a perfect plant for our the types of houses and the size of the lots that are going in now. Japanese maples are always thought to be very slow-growing, and there are some very slow-growing varieties. But basically, a Japanese maple just is a smaller tree, so it finishes out smaller. I mean, you know, it's only going to get 20 feet or, or 12 feet or 6 feet, depending on the variety. But they still grow on ra- rel- relatively rapidly and reach their ultimate height pretty fast. And then it's just, then they kind of gain width and, and, and age and, and gain character, which is, the, which is the interesting part about a Japanese maple. It's a lot of plants have kind of a lifespan. Mm-hmm. Um, you put a Japanese holly in and you can expect to get 10 to 15 years out of it before it kind of goes into decline. Japanese maples, it may, it may it more than likely will outlive you or the house that it's the house will be renovated around the Japanese maple mm-hmm. kind of thing. You've told me before that the name of plants and trees doesn't necessarily point to where they originate from, but uh, do Japanese maples come from Japan? A lot of the a lot of them did originate in Japan at this this stage in the game. A lot of the varieties are grown in Oregon. Um, Oregon has three three distinct seasons. So we have it's a, there's a there's a spring flush of growth. There's a summer flush of growth because mm-hmm. of, because of the rains and the overcast. And uh, and then there's a fall flush. So Japanese maples can finish faster out there, and it's still still more viable to grow them out there and have them shipped to us, and and then transplanted into a, in this environment. Oregon and Washington are is they're they're both zone seven. So you know it's, it's move, you're moving a zone seven plant to a zone seven plant, but you're finishing it. We have a we have a really good flush in the spring, and then nothing in the summer. 
Hmm. And then we have a sporadic flush in the fall. So it gives you a, a little bit more uneven look if you were growing them in, in a nursery setting. Once they're in the ground, they thrive in our, in our environment. So growing them out there is a quicker way to finish it. So it's one of the plants that we don't do a lot of local. We grow some of our own Japanese maples, but we don't do a whole, whole lot of production of them. You know, one thing that uh, makes you quite unique is that you can pick out a Japanese maple at Garden Supply, and then you'll deliver it? Right, exactly. Right? We've got a new program we've been working on that's called One Two Tree. One Two Tree. One Two Tree. <laughs> I love that. Um, so basically, you come out and you tag a plant, and and then we give you a flag. You go home, put the flag in the ground, and the importance of putting the flag in the ground as soon as you get home is that you get – you get multiple opportunities to look at that look at that flag and and adjust it and sometimes adjusting it one or two inches three or four inches makes a huge difference so mm-hmm. you know you're standing at your kitchen window and all of a sudden it just doesn't look centered or it's not it's not doing what you want it to so you go out and move it then you walk around the corner of the house and you see it from that angle and you need to move it closer to the window so that it's kind of more centered in the yard so you know the longer you can the longer you can wait and kind of observe where that where that plant is the better but you put the you put the flag in the ground and and then we we come out on a scheduled date and and install the tree, prep all the soil, do the appropriate fertilizer, uh, mulch if you want it, pine straw if you want it, and then um, and and leave you with the tree. That's so you do the install. We do it. We do yeah. Wow. So, so we'll do the whole entire thing. So just an easy way, especially you know one we do. I mean we do one tree or a hundred trees, but there aren't a lot of people that do one tree, and we've done that since since the beginning. So mm-hmm. somebody needs one tree or they need five trees. It doesn't really matter to us. We'll group them together. Since we have the trees there on site, it's easy for the mm-hmm. customers to see them. And then and then we'll come out and plant them. And it's not just one tree, too. I mean, there, there's different varieties. So. Yeah, so Japanese maples, that's, the, that's the, the, the fun part of it. You know, a lot of times I'll say, well, what about a Japanese maple? And they're like, customer will say, well, we've already got a Japanese maple. And then I'll take them over and I'll say, well, what about doing one of these Japanese maples or one of these, you know, and I think people mm-hmm. have, and I have the idea that a Japanese maples either a, there's basically two classifications of Japanese maples. There's, there's palmatums, which are upright typically. And there, there's a few weep. There's only one or two weeping palmatums, but there's, but they're typically upright and they're typically a little bit larger tree. Mm-hmm. And then there's dissectums, which is a weeping dissected leaf. So the palmate leaf is the big, big maple leaf that you're, that you would think big of as red a red one. Yep. Yeah. And then the dissectums, a cut leaf, um, dissected leaf. Um, and they're, they tend to be weeping. There's only one or two upright dissectums and there's only one or two weeping palmatums. But, but it, within the Japanese maple family, there's probably upwards of, 10,000 plants. You can cross a plant. You can graft a plant. Um, so people are playing with them all the time, trying to come up with new characteristics or new growth habits or new fall color. There's probably um, 100 varieties that are fairly commonly found in the nursery industry that you would, that you could, that you could locate, you know, I mean, a lot of times locating some of the obscure varieties is, is next to impossible, but they're out there. There's, 10, 10 great dissectums. There's 10 great palmatums that keep in stock all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can find a plant, you know, Pixie's a, a great palmatum that only gets about six, seven feet, eight feet tall. Nice. It's like a little, little lollipop. 
And then, you know, it's burgundy in color. It's got that big palmatum, maple-like leaf. The a blood good or an emperor one, you know, 20 feet tall, 20 feet wide. Really a nice size tree. And then the, and the width of the tree can be, you can you can kind of adjust that, you know, with, mm-hmm. with pruning. So kind of like a dogwood. Yep, you know? exactly like yeah. a dogwood. You know, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to reach its height ultimately, and it's going to be more oval in shape. And then, you know, like us, as it ages, it gets wider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's... Um, you want to prune the sides off the off of a tree and kind of lighten up the limbs. The limbs don't tend to l- fall out as far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know. I know. Some trees in North Carolina just have a, like a lifespan, and, and and they're gone. So Japanese maples really don't age out very often. Um, they they they'll grow for a hundred years. It's 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 really? a, yeah. It's a it's a it's a hard hard wood tree. They'll push growth, and they'll they'll a lot of times. I mean, the majority of the time, they'll live. They'll outlive us. Yeah, I think I've even seen them like in bonsai. Yeah, yeah. People use them um, because they're such unique shapes and colors, and that's the thing with the Japanese maple. So they're you know people are always like, oh, they, they you know they're deciduous. They lose their leaves, and I'm, I'll point out that they're asymmetrical. They, they've got a, a really nice character, typically mm-hmm. nice branching. So it's a it's a tree that you know, even in the wintertime, looking out, coral bark, Japanese maples have coral bark in the wintertime. So, you know, we'll sell them without a leaf on them and, and sell a lot of them in the wintertime because of that coral bark, almost like a, a Natchez crepe myrtle with the cinnamon bark. It's kind of sought after. Yeah. Any uh, kind of maintenance at all? Or pruning um, or anything you know, like that? They, they, they require a little bit of pruning to keep them lightened up mm-hmm. so that they don't, um, especially the dissectums, um, so that you can see the character of the tree, opening it up a little bit and so it's not just a big ball that's all, all weeping foliage to the ground, kind of layering it so you can see into the tree. Fertilization, all plants I really recommend fertilizing three times a year in North Carolina. An early spring fertilization, uh, late spring fertilization, and then once in the fall, early fall. Okay, remember, one, two, three. Tree. Keith is with Garden Supply Company at 1421 Old Apex Road in Cary. You can call them at 919-460-7747. Open 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday 8 to 6, and Sunday 11 to 5, the same hours. Uh, Absolutely. You're, you're keeping the same yep. hours. All right, if you want to email Keith at info at gardensupplyco.com. The website is gardensupplyco.com. This has been In the Garden with Keith Ramsey.